A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, your weekly automotive podcast hosted by two rather uninformed enthusiasts. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm Sam from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. And you can watch us each week. We hope you enjoy the episode. Well, hello everyone. We've got a slightly different episode for you this week. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see that I'm back in our UK studio. That's because our big tour of Australia is now over. We had the best time, met some amazing people. Huge thanks to all of you that attended our events. Uh, we've got to give a shout out to our big tour partner, Latham Steel Security Doors. If you're looking for a steel security door in Australia or in the UK, you've got to check them out. They've got the best selection. We genuinely attacked one of their doors with a sledgehammer at every single event and never got in. Uh, it was so much fun. Uh, but Tony's also had one of their doors installed at his new unit, so we do genuinely recommend them. Uh, but we had a lot of local partners we should shout out as well. Grip Auto makes some awesome watches. Uh, EDM Detailing up on the Gold Coast. Rachel from her Supercar Life. Uh, Stash uh, Storage. YTG. The Lee Collection. The list goes on. So it was amazing. But we were kind of made aware last week that for those of you at home, well, the live event format's maybe getting a little bit tired. Uh, we've done a lot of live events in the last few weeks or months, not just the Australian tour and the whole, you know, rate my ride and a bit of a Q&A. I, I get it. It was getting a bit repetitive. So rather than kind of continuing to push out episodes from the trip, we thought we'd kind of combine them into a bit of a highlights episode. And that's what we're doing today, sort of a highlights of the last few events before we then get back to our normal weekly format here in the UK, where Tony and I will be sitting in the studio and just chatting about all things cars. And we do have a lot of things to chat about. Uh, but yeah, in this episode, bringing you the majority of the questions from our Perth event, that was supported by the amazing Lee Collection. Uh, we were literally flanked by their freshly delivered Valkyrie AMR Pro during the recording, which was outrageous. And then I also want to bring in some questions, which is audio only from our Gold Coast event. We weren't planning to properly film that. We filmed it for social media instead of for a main episode. But there were some really, really good questions. So I want to bring them in here. So yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, there'll be a slightly different feel and look to the edit. If you're listening at home, it'll probably just sound fairly normal. But yeah, it's all combined to be one Big, joyous episode to see off the Australian tour, which we absolutely loved. We'll be back, Australia. We'll be back. But as I say, for those of you who are a little bit tired by the kind of live event format, don't worry, we'll be back with the normal episodes next week. So stay tuned for that. But for now, I'll stop talking and let the last kind of few events and the, the highlights of our Australian trip roll out. I hope you enjoy. Uh, let's recap the last few days because, as I mentioned, the Lee Collection have been awesome supporting us uh, uh, here in Perth. And I think, obviously, everyone in this room is now aware of the insanity that is the Lee Collection. Uh, I was literally here 12 months ago uh, filming, well, their warehouse. Uh, went back for the first time two days ago. They've doubled the amount of cars in the warehouse. Absolutely ridiculous. And today we are flanked by the freshly delivered Valkyrie AMR Pro. So now, is there a sense, pride might be the wrong word, but is there a sense of kind of, pleasure that the Lee Collection are here in Perth 
I'm getting a lot of nods because up until, well, the sort of amount of cars they had, supercars were rarer. Yeah, and they've really sort of put supercar collections or, or the supercar world for Perth on the map, right? Which I think is awesome seeing. The big thing for us, you know, we're spoiled. We get to go around the world. We get to see lots of different collections, lots of different cars. Yeah. I think it's the fact that they get used, right? The cars are out there being driven, being enjoyed, and it's amazing to see. And I think um, we, we had an interesting insight into that yesterday. So um, as part of our being here, as part of everything that's going on this week, uh, there was a chat. We're going to go to the sand dunes. So this was a chat. We're going to do something different. Last time you were here, we did loads of supercar stuff. Instead, we're going to go to the sand dunes in, in Lancelin. Lancelin. So we're like six. I mean, perfect. We know, you know, sand dunes, that sounds awesome. Well, I guess they're going to get a load of buggies together, and we're going to have an, an amazing time. And so they replied, so well, what we're going to take is the 911 Dakar, a Urus Performante, three G G63s, a V8 Defender. We're going, what the yeah. hell? <laughs> Two big trucks. Two big like trucks, big four Raptors. Ranger. Well, Ranger Raptors made sense, I think, yeah, if anything. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, we were like, okay, cool. Well, this is going to be outrageous. So we all meet up and we all pile into the cars. There's tons of people, friends, friends of friends. I mean, this is the most amazing thing about the Lee Collection that I've witnessed is it's the sharing of the cars that blows me away. That's yeah. what's unique is the cars are being driven and they're being shared and they're being enjoyed. Yeah. So we go off the sandwiches. We're going, oh, this will be an all right day. Like, freaking out. They must really know what they're doing. If they're coming out here with G-Wagons and Euros performances, these must be some serious off-roaders. <laughs> We rock up at the bottom of the sand dunes, get out. I'm like, right, so like, what do we do? Do we do tire pressures? They're like, I don't know. <laughs> no idea. I'm like, what? Yeah. Do you, do, should we go on off-road mode? Not a clue, mate. Yeah. First time I've been here. <laughs> Literally not one person had been on the dunes before, and we're rocking up with super SUVs. Me and Tony are going, what have we signed up what to? What are we doing here? I start getting, as I'm getting the cameras on, someone in the GC3 goes, right, let's launch this goes out, pulls onto the sand, and does full throttle, sits still, and just sinks. Don't Literally goes, <laughs> and I'm going, Tony, Tony, what, what's he doing? <laughs> we spent the whole day digging cars out of the sand. Yeah. No one, like, we didn't get anywhere, like, barely moved. The one moment we got some speed up, we're having the time of our lives, we're launching it in we're the flying. V8 Defender, we're flying, and we're following the Eurus Performante. Oh my God. <laughs> This is a car that is genuinely really good off-road. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought it? a Euros Performante on the dunes would be a good thing? Yeah. The thing was flying until... <laughs> Uh-oh. We went through this big soft sand, threw up... Tony was driving, threw up sand all over our car. As the sand parted, we see the view of the Performante literally going over the edge. On like its side. Disappearing <laughs> on its side. On the GoPro, I just go, oh, big crash. Big <laughs> crash. So I go to Tony, stop, 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 they're going to need help. It was like an Italian job when the bus is teetering. This thing was literally seconds away from being on its roof. I run around, all the windows are down, and they go, hey, take <laughs> a photo! <laughs> and and I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. So I think we have to give a bit of a round of applause for the Lee Collection for just being... Heroes. Heroes. What, who we would all hope to be and aspire to be if we had uh, these kind of cars. So... Long may it continue. Um, I'm sure we're all going to stick around to see some of the stuff start up and drive away. Um, yeah, we're very grateful for their support and for them being present today. Uh, anyway, we want to get into our favourite part of the show, as ever, which is the Q&A. 
So we hope we got some Larry questions. Um, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we do want that female question. So we're looking at all of you. And the, the, literally the shutters stay locked until we get at least one female question. So what tends to happen if no one does, Tony just puts on his female accent, because on Saturdays he's actually called Tonetta. Um, yeah. And he asks a question. But anyway, uh, wait for the microphone. It is now supposedly working. Let's be brave. Hands up. Who wants to kickstart with the first question? You're looking a bit nervous, which I don't want. So yes, at the yeah, back. Thank you on. so much. Uh, let's pass the microphone backwards, please. Ask anything. Um, like as, as I well. say, we just want you know any question. We'll we'll answer it all. Um, but the microphone's making its way back now. Man in the cap. Oh, good morning. Uh, good morning. When are we going to see behind the glass nine one eight? Behind the glass nine eighteen spider. That's such a good point. So we mentioned this a while ago that we were starting like a fund. If everyone on the channel gave us, I can't remember what we said like. 25 quid or something like that, then we'd have a 918 spider. And people took it really seriously. Did, yeah. Like we were half making a joke. And you're not the first person that's yeah. asked that. I mean, hands up if you, give, if you would each give us, it would be $50 for you. If you'd give us $50 for us to have a 918 spider and fly it here to Perth, put your hands up. I mean, it's quite good. I mean, to be honest, you're all a bit nervously putting your hands up. That was easy for me to say it's now. It's a bit nice. I think if we actually launched it, we'd probably make about 200 quid, which we'd then have to take to. The casino. Off to Crown Towers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, sorry, guys, it didn't work out, but we got a stake. <laughs> um, so I think realistically, maybe never. Um, but because people seem so enthusiastic by it, we are kind of half thinking is there something in a BTG car, an yeah. audience funded that maybe then we do as a raffle at the end giveaway? But I'm so, not sure they'll be so excited if it's not a 918. If we well, they'll be excited if we get a 488 and then one of them's got a chance of winning it. That's a pretty good day out, isn't it? It's quite good, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you for the question. Next up, come on, people, wear your hands. There's someone just beside you. Here we go. Um, if uh, any car, say, one each, he could buy back you've owned, which one would it be? A car to buy back that we've previously owned. I know. Well, come on, don't be stupid. You know which one you're going to say. Well, yeah, but I'm trying to think of something a bit more precious to me. As in, I'm actually trying to think really far back before I started buying supercars. Sure. So I might need a bit more time. Okay, I will Because I'm trying to, I'm going to go a bit more rogue, I think. My, 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 well, 360. Um, <laughs> my, my original F-Type R, the, the OG F-Type R, uh, just because what it repre represented on the channel, uh, everything I did with it, met my now wife with that car and in that car, um, went on all the adventures, the white dot. Yeah, I mean, that's the sentimental value one, I suppose. I'm going to say I had... Back in the day when I was a kid, I had a tuned Renault 5 GT Turbo. Anyone Sick. remember them? Little boxy things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like 180 horsepower. It was literally the fastest thing I'd ever been in at the time. And I, I'd, I'd done some mega things with that car. And I do actually miss it. I mean, it'd be a real pile of poo now. Yeah. But it'd be cool to get in it and drive it Well, again. from the memories. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Hands up if you'd go back and buy your first car. Well, mine uh, not five. as many as I thought. Yeah, <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. I think there's sentimental value in some of the, yeah. uh, some of your earlier cars. Yeah. I always like that. Because it's easy for me to say the supercars, you know, but I can go and get them back. I'm surprised you've said some old piece of shit. I think <laughs> you wouldn't drive it, would you? You'd just sit there and stare at it. Oh, I'd like to drive it once. Yeah. I mean, it's probably been scrapped a long time ago, but yeah, I'd like to drive it again because it was a it was a riot that thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, Perfect. There was a question just in front of you. Oh, you've already got the mic. Well done. Thank you. Uh, hey guys. Um, if you podcast ago you were talking about the Porsche customer experience and how you know they're very exclusive with some cars you need to buy this to buy that Ferrari are quite similar 
Uh, which brand f for either of you has been the best customer experience? You've walked away very happy most or every time. Well, Tony's bought a ton more cars than me, so I'll, I'll let you take that. I mean, I will say Ferrari, because, yeah, they have made me play the game a bit over the years. But for me, they are the, they are the best day, to be fair. I think. In terms of customer service? Customer yeah, service. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, like, never, I've never had a chance to buy a new Ferrari. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd know. say Ferrari for sure. Yeah, I, I'm a spoiled. I've never had a negative experience really. Porsche were very good to me in the UK for the GT3, and, and I've used that dealership for the 718 Cayman, the yeah. 911 Crow T. They, they've always been very nice. It sounds really weird, but I don't often revel in that collection moment because often they're trying to like. This is a bit of a stereotypical thing to say, but you know, they're trying to upsell you on a few final products. Obviously, you know, they're trying to be all excited. Also, I'll take the cover off. I'm like, yeah, just give me the car. Like, just give me, yeah, just give, yeah. like, leave me alone, just give me the car. They want to give you the whole hand over something. This is how you turn it on. I'm like, I'm good, I'm good, just give me the car. So I don't tend to enjoy that experience too much. And so I wouldn't say that anyone's been good. The best people are the ones who just leave me alone. Um, and there've been a few cars that have been shocked that I've just walked in. That my first X3, they tried to give it large, and I literally said, please stop talking, I want to leave. <laughs> and I just drove away, and they're like, oh, all right. So that was probably very rude, but I just, yeah, I just wanted to get out and drive. So, um, yeah, good question anyway. Uh, down here at the front, uh, microphone's moving its way forward. Okay, here we go. Thank you. Um, Two-part question. Tony, if you had to pick a classic car out of the 60s-ish, and it wasn't a Ferrari, and you had to drive it every day, what would it be? Can we go at 70s? Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> and the second part is, Sam, uh, if you had to pick an Australian car to drive around every day, which one would you pick? Every day? You're joking? Yeah. Every day. <laughs> Does a Ranger Raptor count? <laughs> Not quite. Uh, go on, ask your question first. So I'm going to, only because I drove it early in the week, I'm going to go the 2.7 RS 911. Ah, uh, yes, we did. One. Yeah, yeah, we drove a, a 2.7 RS. That was a pretty special moment, yeah. 1973. But you, you love your SLs, mate. I'm surprised you didn't go for an old uh, Pagoda or something like that. Yeah, but that one's fresh in my mind. Oh, fine, fair <laughs> yeah. enough, yeah. <laughs> Australian car, bloody freaking heck. We've seen quite a few this week. We've been lucky. I don't know what any of them are. Um, people have been trying to tell us. Uh, it's, it's Brock, right, the famous... I guess any Brock race car, any Brock Bathurst race car, because whenever we've seen one of those, we've gone, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Like, they've always kind of made sense. So any Bathurst sort of race, liveried race car, on the road, for sure, why not? Um, the newest stuff never really did it for me. The, like, you know, the last few, the SS, that, yeah, I did, eh, like, I didn't, what have we seen that's cool? Oh, you know what I did say I wanted, didn't I? Your new, new era utes, the one with the, like, metallic flatbeds that sit really high up, the big 4 by 4 I said that to you, I was like, oh, I'd definitely get one of those if I was here. It's basically a Toyota Hilux. Yeah, Hilux, but with the metal flat, I don't know yeah. why, I was like, yeah, I'd take one of those, go in the bush. Um, so, in the bush. Go, <laughs> something I don't get to do very regularly. No. So, um, uh, yeah. I so think, do you guys uh, know much about the Bathurst race in we, the UK? Uh, we're, oh no, in the UK, I think it's a little bit more niche. We're definitely aware of it. If you're a motorsport yeah. fan, you're definitely aware of it. But there's definitely not people waking up to watch it that regularly. Um, and the history and the relevance, we're not so sure. But we appreciate that everywhere we've gone, it's all anyone's talked about. Yeah, the, the value yeah. in Australian cars seems to be all around Bathurst. That, yeah. that just seems to be the, the single it's your, thing. That... It's your German Nürburgring, right? 
That's right. Yeah, yeah. But it seems more than that. Obviously, we're so spoiled. You know, we have Le Mans race heritage. We have um, Mila Emilia race heritage. Tiger yeah. Florio race heritage. Nurburgring race heritage. So yeah. a car can have heritage or, or vision from many different things. Where here, obviously, you've got Bathurst. So every time anyone said to us, this is a special Australian car, it's because it's got some kind of relevance to Bathurst. And that's been cool. It's been cool to see. But yeah. I prefer the, the boxier shapes or the sort of early American muscle car-esque looks. Um, so it's been cool to see. But. Uh, next up, another question, uh, just behind you first. Hey, guys, you both have uh, young families. Talk us through how the discussion goes when you say, we want to go to Australia to just to play with cars. Well, flipping hell. From my side, I have a, a very understanding partner. Uh, she knows I do this. She knows I have to work hard. And uh, she's as good as gold. I didn't tell Vicky. I just said I was popping <laughs> to the shops. Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think um, you, any of you who watch the main channel will know that I definitely have the most understanding wife in the world. Um, I literally, I think I went to Patagonia when our baby was 10 weeks old. So, um, yeah, I, I think like Tony, you know, um, I met my wife when I was already doing this. She's known this is my existence. She's been used to me going away. I definitely have to change how I do my business since, since our daughter arrived into the world, I definitely say no to way more. And it sounds really um, grim, but essentially, if, unless it's a paycheck, I don't do stuff now. So unless I can make a video and earn money from it, or unless someone's paying me to be there, um, or, or an event where we can commercialize it, I don't go. So I don't go to cars and coffees anymore. I don't go to the opening of an envelope like I used to because it's time I can spend, be spending with, with my daughter, but also supporting, supporting my wife. So it's really hard. Hands up if you're a dad in the room. Oh, right. uh, it's, still, it's still a good chunk and, and females are, or mums in the room I apologise for this but you know, I think there's an unspoken word of it's a struggle as a dad more as a, a husband or partner I think you know, at the beginning the mums have to really commit in terms of raising the child but it's really hard to then walk away I think as a, as a husband or partner or whatever and leave the, the person you love to just manage this child and, and, but you've got to work so that's, that's the, what we have to do I we, think so, yeah. you know, we've compressed this trip to be as short as it can possibly be and we're exhausted from it <laughs> um, and so it means we'll go home and Vicky will say please help and I'll be like I'm so tired darling <laughs> um, but yeah it's, uh, it's the way of the world I suppose uh, next up, there was someone just a little bit further on. Get down here in the front row. Thank you, guys. These are interesting questions today, so you're doing very well. Cool. Um, uh, I saw you sold your car on collecting cars. Um, they're pushing in Australia as well, I think, and everything, and it looks like your 360 sold pretty well. Um, how was that experience and stuff? Uh, you know, it would be interesting, I guess, going forward for us as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, it's the only place I would have sold the car because I didn't know what the value was. So I think that's where... <laughs> Nor did Tony. Um, that's where online auctions make sense. Or auctions make sense full stop, right? You know, okay, and actually, Valkyrie AMR Pro is a pretty good example. If these guys wanted to flip this suddenly, they could just be punchy and put it up at a silly value, but they, don't, they wouldn't really know how much that could command in terms of value. You stick it up at an auction, let people bid it out. And that was the thing with the 360. I, I could have put it up at kind of any figure and then have been just sitting around and either undersold it or been never selling it. By putting it up for auction, it just lets people sort that out. So I think it's good for niche stuff. A green and tan Ferrari F12 that people might pay a little bit more over for the spec. A 356, which has got really interesting history, which you can't quite work out how much more value that might add. So that's where it's good. But Tony's the best of this. A lot of the stuff that's not special, a lot of the generic stuff that goes, tends to up selling for 
retail or even trade yeah. value. Like it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty on the money value-wise. Yeah. Um, it, it's just the sort of quirky stuff that tends to go a little bit, a little higher, bit higher. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think it will do well for you. Uh, I've met Chris many times. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I did a podcast with Chris not that long ago. I've been on a number of events with Chris. So, um, yeah, uh, we, 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 we get on well, I like to think. Maybe he's sitting there going, what a dickhead. Um, <laughs> oh, but, uh, he will think that. Yeah, almost certainly. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we, we've been chatting. He, there was talk about doing something with the 360 to help promote the sale, uh, but, but I was traveling and he wasn't around. So, anyway, yeah, we, we know Chris. Uh, hands up for the next few questions. Let's power through. Come on, be brave. Who's got any more questions? Any of the females? Have you thought of any questions yet? No, no one's thought of any questions. Uh, yeah, we're going to pass the microphone back. Black Hat and Cat, we'll do a cu couple more. So, power through. Thanks hey, for mate. coming down. Thank you for being here. That's right. Uh, GT3 or DLS Singer, do you think they will hold their value over the years? Oh, like bloody the DLS. hell. DLS Singer's a weird one. GT3, no, right? GT3 is going to keep coming down and then maybe it will just... Well, it depends what GT3, because they always just a find... A PTS them. manual car with pressure <laughs> seats. They always find their feet and level off. Mm. Obviously, they're high and then they come down. And when they find their feet, they're sort of fairly stable. I have no idea about the Singer. I mean, who buys one of them anyway? Well, secondly, have you had a chance to drive one? A Singer? No Singer. I had a... I have not driven a singer. I, That's but, it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. We've not driven a singer. I had a, bit of a, I had a tiny <laughs> bit of a falling out with singer. I had a like a tiny falling out with them. So I don't know if I'm welcome to drive one. I'll leave so it at I that. definitely tiny won't Tiny falling out, yeah. <laughs> tiny, does it interest you? No, not at all. I was literally saying to Sam the other day that um, I, I, I get the fact that people like to have a modern car that looks like an old car, but it's almost like you know the characteristics of an old car and an old look and it really hit home when i drove that 2.7 rs being that i'm in an old car with old characteristics it's all part of the experience being in a in an old bodied car that's basically new underneath i think it sort of takes that away a little bit so it, they don't appeal to me at all I'd love to have a go. I, I would genuinely love to drive a Singer, just out of interest, but I think Tony's got a very interesting point. It's a new car. It's almost unrecognisable as, as anything. And by the way, we're supposed to call it a Porsche 911 reimagined by Singer, but I think the paperwork I signed for that's expired, so let's keep calling it a Singer. Um, it's, uh, I, th I would be really interested, um, but I think maybe I would walk away going, it's a really cool thing, but may maybe. But those that have them basically daily them. Mm. The ones in the UK see are literally used so often. So it's got to be a great road car. Awesome. Thanks, guys. There's a female sitting next to you. She doesn't want to ask a question. Yeah, you, you want to say something? Go, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. A lot of pressure now. Why am I here? Hi, guys. Thanks for coming down. Um, so obviously podcasts and, you know, what you guys are doing um, is really in the moment. And um, you guys are doing great things. Um, Thank you. You know, with all careers, they come to an end. Oh, have you? Have you thought about um, what your, um, you know, the e end of? Yeah. What happens when it all goes tits up? Yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 no. I, no, I totally get what you thought about life after, like yeah. what it, what that's going to be like for you guys to kind of step away from um, this amazing career um, to the next stage. I, I guess it's a little bit more relevant to me because Tony, you know, he's a full-time motor dealer. A lot of people 
ask why he doesn't have his own YouTube channel, why he doesn't do more of this, why we commercialize things, because, well, he's running a business and I have to pay him to come and do these things. Oh, I've got a few quid, so I don't really care what's yeah. going on. List. <laughs> if, if I don't pay his invoices, he doesn't show up. So um, uh, that, that's how it works for Tony. And I guess, yeah, if, this, if we quit this one day, you just, well, you just keep working, wouldn't you? you just just have, keep going, yeah, just keep plodding along, yeah. Uh, the biggest question for any social media person is what's your exit strategy? How do you get out from, or how do you monetize a, a digital audience? You know, I'll be complete transparent with you. Of course, these events is one thing. You know, for us, this is, we love doing these because the, the energy, the interaction is fantastic. We get to meet all of you, get to understand who you are. But of course, we get to sell you tickets. So it's a way to get you off social media and, and into a physical space and venue. And we've got plans for merchandise and we can have amazing partners like Latham's who come and support us as well for being here and help promote products to all of you. Um, I've spoken a bit before about having like a physical venue. Uh, you know, Dutton's in, in Melbourne is a pretty great example of someone with cars and coffee and cool vibes. And I'd love to have something like that that was a physical space. But for, for now, we're just focusing on, gro on growing the podcast and these live events, you know. In the UK, I mean, Frick, here in Australia, we've done events for a thousand people over yeah. the last week or so. Um, okay, fine, not all of them are sitting in the room with us, but uh, it's because they're cheap bastards. Uh, but no, no, uh, I, think, I think that's our plan is, yeah, scale up this, and then that should give me time to, yeah, look at other, other businesses. We've still got a lot to do, basically. Not saying that you don't. Um, obviously, there's a lot of um, younger generation coming through that aspire to be you um, and to be at your level. Um, be like us, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, any, like, hot tips that you would give um, to that generation that are coming through? Because it's not as easy as what people think. You guys have worked hard. You said that, you know, you've had to um, do unpaid things um, to get to where you are and now you've got the luxury of not having to do that. Um, the, I guess, what is the reality for those um, younger? Yeah, it's, it's realistically. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Unbelievably hard to do this as a career now. It's become like the pop music industry. You know, the chances of having a channel that you can turn into a full-time business is a 0.0001%. So my whole thing is passion, right? The reason we do this is Tony and I used to have these conversations hours on end on the phone each week. And I was like, we should record this. Like, it's like, why are we just having these long conversations? Yeah. So this is just something that we were already doing. Um, my main channel is because I love making videos and I had access to and enjoyed cars. But it wasn't always cars that I was going to film. I, actually, it was always going to be travel. And then I just was like, well, I've got to drive. So, so I think the passion is what is needed because also if you don't succeed, at least you're having fun. Because at the beginning, it's got to be a hobby. Okay, if you're young, you're coming out of school, you've got to do it you know, alongside your homework or whatever. If you're in a career that you hate, you're thinking, oh, I want to be a YouTuber. You've got to do it alongside your job to start with. So don't sit there being like, oh, well, clearly Shmi's done well, so I'll just do what he does. If you're not really into it, if you're not good at the facts. I realized very early on, I'm shit at the facts and stats, and I don't really enjoy like reviewing a car. I just don't like it. So I like to do all the adventures and the road trips and take them places so that I can live with the car and talk about my experience with it. It took me years to figure that out because at the start I was like, people just want to see Aventador's revving. And so I'd film an Aventador and just be like, oh, fucking load of shit. And then people would slag me off saying, oh, you're so unimpressed. So just focus on the passion. If you love Flaming Galahs, film Flaming Galahs, you know, and, and, and how many times have you Googled something because you want to know how to put an Ikea desk together and there's some guy who just loves it. Get your socket wrench, turn it three quarters. And you're like, this is amazing, this is great. Um, you're not watching it every day, but, but that passion is what you need to do on social media. Um, and I think that's the only advice I can, I can give. And as Tony knows, fucking you've got to work hard on it. Well, that's, yeah. that's, I think that's the main thing, mate. Whatever you're doing, just work hard. Yeah. Because you're not, you're not going to succeed in anything if you don't as, work as hard. As you all know, you've yeah. all t you will come in nice cars. It's not, not by accident. So, uh, Last couple of questions, because it's getting very hot in here and we all need to have pizza and a drink. So just down here at the... Oh, you got one more? Just oh. one more question for Tony. How many times people say, do you look like Moby? Who? Moby? Moby really? Dick. Really? <laughs> Moby Dick. <laughs> you wish they said you look like Moby Dick. <laughs> I don't get the Moby. You think he looks like Moby? Uh, <laughs> Can you sing? No. No. Um, okay, just down here, the black shirt, I think. Hi, how are we going? Um, just wondering, is there a brand of car you would never buy, and why? <laughs> <laughs> Flipping hell, there's many cars I wouldn't buy now. Um, I wouldn't buy another McLaren. Oh. Ever? Ever. Even the P1, if you had all the money in the world? Even the P1. Nah, that's a lie. No, that's I wouldn't, a lie. I, no, because... Unless I could have all three, I'd I'd have the I'd have the laugh or the, the nine eighteen first. I'm gonna say I would never buy buy a Tesla. I'd lease one there. <laughs> um, I don't think uh, is there a brand that I wouldn't buy? What do I really hate? I actually can't think of a brand that I wouldn't buy. There's got to be one out there. You're too nice, mate. I'm too nice. I but also I kind of dislike everything, and I like shit pieces as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I like it. It's not a brand I'd say no to. Because also, everyone's doing some wild stuff right now. People keep bringing out cars that you'd never expect from them. So Yeah. Um, and no one makes a bad car now, to be fair. Yeah. Everyone makes good cars now, don't they? Would you, you buy an Aussie car? They don't exist anymore, do they? Well, all right. Would you buy a used one? I'd buy an old Aussie car, yeah. Would you? Yeah! Right. You know. <laughs> Surprise me. We worked out on this trip that if I had silly money, 
If I was the Lee collection, you'd be skin. I'd have so much shit. Yeah, I would yeah. honestly, the amount of stuff that I have one of these, I definitely want a Ranger Raptor now, I want a V8 Defender. What else did I say? Well, I, just, I just want it all. I just have crap. You want an i30 N sedan? i30 N sedan. What yeah. a car. I've seen a ton of them. them. Yeah, I want them all. So, yeah. anyway, great question. We'll do one more. If someone's got the final question to wrap us up, in the middle there, be our final question. Thank you so much, everyone. Good day, guys. Even though it's 11 days, welcome to Oz. Good day. Thank you. <laughs> Do you guys follow Tavarish and have you been following his rebuild and any thoughts, comments? On the P1? Yeah, so uh, I actually met Freddy oh, a long time ago. He came to Google Festival of Speed with his R8, which he'd shipped over from Australia, uh, from America. Uh, the world's nicest human being. Of course, yeah, I've been following that uh, rebuild. I mean, he's just a psycho, isn't he? I don't know what he's <laughs> thinking. I mean, way to get yourself into this financial ruin, but... I love it. I mean, that, that's, that's what YouTube's all about, right? That's what automotive YouTube success is all about. Yeah, I just want him to succeed. I, just, I think it's cool. You like Matt Armstrong a lot, though, don't you? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, know, I know of them both, but um, I don't really watch YouTube, to be fair. So, As he uh, keeps reminding me. Yeah, literally, yeah. yeah. yeah I, mean, oh, I, I watch one of your videos for the first time. <laughs> yeah, literally. They're yeah. all right. Yeah. 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 Well, they're not really all right, but I'll watch one. <laughs> Cheers, man. <laughs> So yeah, let, let's hope he gets that, that P1 um, rocking and rolling. Sam, if, uh, if Tony was a car, what would he be? If Tony was a car, and, what and, would he be? That's a and, brilliant question. And why? And, and why? Tony, don't worry, you can get your own back. The same for Sam. Tony <laughs> was a car. I'm thinking of something that's really... You know what? You're going to hate this. You would be an Aventador. <laughs> because you're really shouty and really confident in what you are, but actually a bit niche. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not, like, you're all about, you know, you're going to turn up to the club. Yeah, giving it large, I'm on Sunshine Coast. But then actually, when you get below the surface, you're not that great. You're a bit laggy on the gearbox. You're bad around the corners. <laughs> <laughs> right. My time. I'm in trouble yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> he would be a Bentley Continental GT. That's lovely. No, it's not. That's the nicest thing you ever said about me. No, it probably is, actually, yeah. to be fair. <laughs> But nice and comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's actually Dependable. really nice. Yeah, really say, nice. Actually, got, yeah. I got massage seats. Yeah, I've got massage oh, seats. Yeah, yeah, I do. Nice and polished. No, do you know what? I'm going to be nice because when someone's horrible to you, be nice to them, make them feel guilty. So, yeah. <laughs> Let's go, let's go another hog. Let's go Rolls Royce. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what you went to school with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Told you before it was a Bentley. Um, anyway, very good question. Thank you. Uh, next up, just we'll come to the side of you here, the pink, pink T-shirt. How has dad life affected your car choices? Or would, do you think it will affect your car choices? I, I actually think, Tony, so uh, hands up if you're a dad. Me, yeah, so we're, we're good to chat here. Um, I think Tony's probably more appropriate to us because obviously I'm still at a kind of infant stage, you know, 10 months old, my daughter now. Um, at this point, I don't need to think about it too much. I haven't had to make too many sacrifices. I mean, heck, I've got a GT3. I'm trying to buy a Challenge Starly, so, you know, my wife is very tolerant. Um, <laughs> but, of course, I always have to have a practical car. You know, I can't be that. So I, I'm always going to have something big. And we were laughing with a, a couple that came earlier with two young sons. As we all know as dads, wives like to, or mums like to bring a lot of stuff with the kids when you go travelling. So you need a big boot. Um, and so by the time you've piled everything into a car, yeah, I mean, even the M3 Touring, which Tony will tell you is the best car in the world to live with, you know, that's going to be tight if you've got two kids. You know, by the time you've got prams and pushchairs and cots and all this kind of paraphernalia. So that's the only thing that I'm considering. But Tony, you're much further down the line. Well, I've only got one. I've only got... 
Of course, daughter, so different things. So when you travel or go anywhere, I guess you don't need so much. You don't need a pushchair. No, don't need anything. Do you need a car seat? Is she just a normal seat? She down has there? a booster. She's nearly seven, mate. Fine. So, so oh, all right. No, no, sure. I, just, I mean, she doesn't even like me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she, I, I literally, as long as I, we cook her dinner, mm -hmm. I, she's so independent now. They yeah. grow up so quick. She takes herself to her room, she baths herself, she dresses herself, she brushes her hair. I mean, I'm, I'm literally, like, useless to her now. Just a slave. <laughs> yeah. So, has it ever affected your... So, actually, maybe it's the reverse. I need to think about it more because I have more paraphernalia at this stage. So, you are kind of free then. You don't really need to think too much about it? Well, I, well, I was also lucky as well because I have a pick of stock. So, you know, if I needed something more practical, then I would take something more practical if I wanted to... If I didn't have her with me, then I'd go and say a bit more Larry. But she's been in some of the Larry stuff, though, right? She you loves it. You've sent me pictures of her. In, Tells in me to go stuff. faster. That's she amazing. says, "Daddy, go faster." Unless it's something really fast. If it's a really fast turbocharged Ferrari or a Turbo S, she goes dead silent when I put my foot down. <laughs> but in general, she says, "Daddy, faster, faster, faster." My I, four, my four-year-old is addicted to speed already, and I'm quite worried. Yeah, you're in trouble there. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to get something faster. Um, but I think I mean, M3 touring is a, is a good shout in that one. I think really any three-series touring is is probably a, a good way to go. Anyway, thank you for the question. Uh, just the side of you here. No female hands yet, by the way. You're all under pressure. Come on, you, ladies. You don't get to leave until one on. woman asks the question. Come on. Sam, what would be your dream car for Drive the World 2.0 that's not a Porsche? Drive the World 2.0 that's not a Porsche. Ooh. I think Drive the World 2.0 will be as a family, so we'll at least have one with us. Uh, but you, hell, just said, you just said you don't want to be a, an old YouTuber. I mean... Oh, no, but it doesn't mean I have to be YouTubing it. Oh, you're just going to go and not just document gonna go and do it? Yeah, retire. Um, no, no, I mean, jo jokes aside, I think, you know... I'm not leaving YouTube anytime soon, am I? Um, no. Erb. Realistically, then, that starts pushing me to things like M3 Toys, but it's not quite exciting enough for me. Um, I'm going to just be really punchy and say a Luso or an FF. Um, I know some guys that did a big adventure in 550s down to South American stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that would be great. The problem is... is the and running costs. You know, you break down an FF in Guatemala, well, you're just getting stabbed. What aren't about Purasang? So, Purasang way. Going to Purasang way. I mean, if you're paying, sure. But um, oh. yeah, so, something cool four seater with a roof box. Probably still the route I wanted to go because the best thing about doing the 911, and I know some of you say came to that Brisbane me and saw the car and stuff like that, is I was so happy that I was doing that venture in a port in a 911 in a sports car. Okay, it wasn't the greatest and coolest thing ever. And Tony will tell you, it's the worst Porsche ever made, but. Um, yeah, that made it special and a lot of the imagery and things like that. So, yeah, as I, as I said in a few videos, we're always working on it. It's always there. My wife goes back to work in January and she keeps asking, do I have to? Can't we do Drive the World 2.0? Uh, but I think with a baby it would be punchy. So my shout is wait till she's a little bit older and can experience things with us. But it's coming. You know. uh, just, there was someone just behind you, just the side behind you there. The guy's wearing the scene through glass merch. So my question's for Tony. So I'm at the age where I'm considering my first car and the prices over here are so extraordinary. So do you think it would be better to buy something over in the UK, something very cheap and then import it over? Or do you think that would be a bad idea? Uh, uh, from what I've seen prices here, it'd be cheaper for you to move to the UK and buy a car. <laughs> <laughs> Flipping hell. It's so expensive so over expensive, here. it's insane. Yeah. yeah. You, there's no point in importing it, mate. Uh, you, you just got to work hard and pay the money, I think. I think importing it doesn't make a blind bit of sense. What do you think about this? Because there's something I think, even as petrol heads, right, 
the, the first car should be a shit heap. I always think your first car yeah, should be yeah, a yeah, real yeah. piece of crap. Like, yeah, yeah. you don't need to think, oh, could I get something performative? Just get some hunk of junk because most likely you're going to have a scuff in it. Most likely you're going to have mates in it that are going to trash it. Like, and, and you'll always remember those moments. You don't, I mean, we, we had a guy come to one of our events, didn't he, who was in a GR Yaris as his first car. Yeah. I was like, you screwed it. You're, you're going to be a drug addict in two years because my, my you've got nothing to look forward to. <laughs> my first car literally caught fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like literally. Yeah. Like self combust on the on the side of the road. I yeah. mean, and I ruined it. mine. I put like chrome trim everywhere. From how we have Halfords, which is like an auto modification stop. And anyway, I, you don't. I wouldn't fret and think about. I can't just buy a hunk of junk. Um, but just anyway. buy you. Do you want to shout out your podcast, by the way? Oh yeah, sure. So it's Speak Away, Brav podcast. Speak Away, Brav podcast. These are two brothers who just chat crap to each other. They were very funny like earlier, us. so it's probably <laughs> worth checking it out. Um, yeah, like us exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, next few questions. Let's do a handful more. Uh, there's one right at the back. So let's make our way. Well, thank you, yeah, man with the beard first. Ladies, pressure is on. Time is ticking. Rachel can't. You can't ask one. You don't count. <laughs> not that you're not a lady. But yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, but both yeah. You guys see all these new cars coming through. What are some features that we don't yet have in our cars that you guys are looking forward to having? So once upon a time we had didn't have cruise control, but now we do. That's a great question, actually. Well, from some of the shit I've seen, aircon probably <laughs> one of them. Flipping <laughs> <laughs> hell. Honestly, some of the cars. Do you have wind-down windows still? Have you got electric windows <laughs> yeah. in any of them? No, but in general, I think you don't mean necessarily to this country, right? You're just meaning in just future. New, new cars that are coming in that you've seen features of. Yeah. I've been lucky enough to see some of these weird concepts that Supercar Blondie goes in films. You know, shout out to an Aussie, right? Um, but, I mean, I think it comes to EVs. Uh, someone's getting murdered. Um, if you're, I know you're not into EVs, but I think when EVs start to get to 500, 600 mile range and charging in 30 minutes, like that is, that makes them suddenly more attractive. I know Tesla's Model 3 is claiming to do 400 miles, but let's wait and see. Um, in terms of our cars, what are you excited about? Nothing. What, nothing? No. No. You just think cars getting worse. No, you, you know, can I just say something? You know that chap holding the mic there? We've mm -hmm. had a little conversation. You know he's come 400 kilometres away today. He's he, going to be beaten though, isn't he? He literally lives in the middle Where of nowhere. Where do you live? Oh, you live in the middle of nowhere? He's driven, driven from, from the middle. You come from the here. middle. Oh, no, it's Dolby. A bit past he's Dolby. He's got a farm in the middle of nowhere. Someone down here's gone. <gasps> <laughs> That's why EVs will never work for us, because I'll do 2,000 k's in a day. I can't charge four he's times. He's just popped out. He's literally just popped out for lunch. Popped out for a pint of milk. <laughs> I mean, this is why you're not getting an EV, right? So you're waiting for cars that can fly. That's what you're waiting for. But it was like like aeroplanes. Yeah. How many people live in your village or community? There's a hundred. Hundred? Yeah. Wow. What happens on a night out? You're like, oh, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. Well, I, I'm a... It's the funniest I, is, thing you've ever said. It is amazing. And I do love distance, but you have been trumped because someone's come from New Zealand, yeah. from Auckland, for this event. There they is. flew in down here. yesterday. They're Fair at play. the event and they're going back. Which is just silly, so we appreciate the effort. But no, thank you for coming. And it's, it's a great question, I think, you know, for none of us know, right, what the next tech's going to be. Usually it's the S-Class that led the way, but Merck have seemed to lost their way in general. So let's wait and see. There was another question that was just in front of you on this side, and we're going to do the last couple. So get any last burning questions, and then we're literally going to force a woman to talk. <laughs> How un-2023 of us. Um, so, yes, go ahead. Uh, this question's for both of you guys. So what car do you think has had the biggest difference in terms of 
how acclaimed it was when it was first released and how poorly it has aged since? Oh, that's a great question. So something that was really heralded as being the best and the best of the best, and then actually now we look back at it and go, oh, it's a bit crap. I've got, I've got two. You go first, and I'll think. Okay, so, so I, it's a bit of a weird one, this one. I'm going to say McLaren SLR. So bear with me, because I actually think this is one of the best cars you can get right now. So when McLaren SLR came out, this was the hypercar alongside the Enzo, alongside the Carrera GT. This was like the ultimate culmination of McLaren and Mercedes. It didn't quite land, and I think that's because it was a super GT, but it was launched alongside these track-focused hypercars, Enzo and Carrera GT. And if you look historically, the values have never been there, right? People have kind of looked past them. Initial journalists were like, what a car, incredible. But very quickly, people were like, it's not that good, though, and actually it's nothing that could be. I think now when you look back, what a thing. It's the third of that hypercar series, and whilst it is a bit poo. But so I think that initial anticipation or expectation dropped. But more recently, GT4 RS. That was what I was going to say. Because every journalist in the world, you know, wanked themselves off, being like, it's the ultimate driver's car. Yeah. Finally, Porsche have delivered. And then people got it, and we're like, well, it's just a really, really firm Cayman. Like, yeah. it is great. It is great, but it's, it's not a 911. It's just not. Well, that's its problem. And we've seen it. I don't know how your values are doing here. Do you, uh, do you have many 4RSs on the? They're up, but they're still all the way up. They're not softening. Okay, yeah. well, in the UK, they've come right off. They're over list, but they, they've come right well, off. Well, right? I, I don't think they really are now, mate. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're really close to list now. And they were more than a GT3. Now they're cheaper, than mm. a GT, which is what they should be, right? Because mm. it's just a Cayman. Rachel, you had that one for a weekend, didn't you? For, for a week, how did you get on with it? The 4RS. Didn't you have the GT4 RS? Did you love it? Yeah, she loved it. Yeah. Oh, I can think of another one as well, by the way. <laughs> Go on. The Hurricane STO. Oh, I disagree. The, the, yeah, You're but talking you, of values only, though. No, right? no, no. I'm talking of an act being an actual car. Okay. It, it's really just not that good. Have you driven it? Yeah, but... Have no. you driven it? No, no I haven't driven no, it. No, but, driven it. But, yeah. no, I don't need to drive it because... You do need to drive it. No, I don't. You do? Because it'd be all How right can you judge me. it without driving it? All right. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with him because I can't be bothered. <laughs> last couple of questions, please. Hands up for last couple of questions. Could be absolutely anything. In the middle here, man with the glasses. Um, for both of you, Julia Quadrifoglio, there's been a lot of hype around it for since it came out. No YouTubers, as I know of, have one. Why do you think that is? Julia Quadrifoglio is a great one, right? And Stelvia Quadrifoglio, but you know, Paul Wallace, oh, I bought one. Um, I think that's a car that every car guy thinks, like, oh yeah, cool, Julia Quadrifoglio. It does, why does it not land, Tony? Because people do buy them from you. You sell quite a few Quadrifoglios, yeah, don't you? Yeah, it's a great car. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, when you get inside it now, it's a little bit old fashioned. Yeah, interior tech and stuff is a yeah. bit dated. But to drive, it's mega. Mega car to drive. I bet Alfa Romeo asked the same question, you know. It's genuinely an M3 CC3 competitor that basically everyone overlooks. So. But it's more money than, in our country, it's, it's, it's a lot more money than the equivalent mm. German stuff now. I yeah. mean, there are less of them, but I, I don't know, people just buy German, don't they? Yeah. I, Is there I a lot of them here? Is there a lot of them in this country? No, not necessarily. Uh, no. Quite yeah, the C63 and stuff like that. No? Yeah. Lots of the European stuff. Oh, sorry, a lot of the German stuff. Yeah, it is a great car, but you're right. You know, I've had times when I could have bought one and haven't, and, and so have others, so there must, there must be a reason. I don't think there's a lot of real... There's even a lot of German stuff here, is there? I mean, there are 
No, no, we've seen some lots of RS3s and yeah, Audis. Yeah, but not, not like our country. No, no, but, fine. Outside would be all German. Yeah, yeah. But, we're, we're but, very German. Yeah, exactly. We we. They didn't win German. the war, but they sold us their cars. <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, come on. We're going to start chanting women in a second. Oh, well, someone's put uh, males, but no, really, you all too. Oh, you're just bored. Oh, there is one at the front. Yes, well, d- thank you. We'll do the question at the back first, and then we're going to come to you. Um, just a question for both of you. If synthetic fuels don't really take off in the way that we want them to, and electric kind of takes over, do you see the death of the combustion engine kind of being the death of the car enthusiast? And because they don't have the same skills as we were brought up with, if the newer generation doesn't know how to use a clutch or anything like that, do you see, you know, the culture sort of changing and Are no more car doomed, enthusiasts? Basically. Not in our lifetime. I don't think, for most of the people, I mean, there's a couple of really young faces here, but I think you're in trouble. <laughs> but, but in general, I don't think, I think combustion cars are here for a long, long time yet. Because where do they go? There's, like I said earlier on, there's millions and millions and millions of them. I know they're going to stop making them in 2035, apparently, until the government's changed their mind and moved that again. They've already done that in our country. We were 2030 and we're back to 2035. There's certain manufacturers that haven't signed the declaration for the emissions, aren't they? That, that you know, I, I think it'll get extended even more. So I, I, I don't think our generation are going to suffer at all, personally. It's all a bit of mixed messaging. It's all a little bit of smoke and mirrors because actually, let's face it, if you're really looking into going green and saving the world, the best thing you can do is reuse what's already existing, not build new. Um, EVs are are not clean to make. They're clean once they're here. Um, Synthetic fuel is a a great option, but also... That's the best car I've ever seen. That's a new GT3 RS just drove. Who's just come in there? (gasps) It's a friend of yours. All right, don't Don't show up. Yeah, just drive straight in. Plow these people out of the way. Come on, bring the car. (laughs) We can come back. so yeah, so synth fuel, the problem with synth fuel is obviously, you know, the scaling up the production, but also it does still emit some stuff, so the woke people are going to go after that. It might save enthusiasts, but places like here, you know, Mr. 400 kilometers away, you're not going EV anytime soon. You need synth fuels to, to come back. We love you. Um, so uh, I think Tony's right. We're not in trouble for a while, but you guys are way more draconian as a country than we are. Um, you've got much higher chance of government's literally like forcing you not to own things yeah um so good luck but uh i think i think we'll all be all right whilst we like applaud this man in his car let's get the microphone to move down because yes you did put your hand out so unfortunately you have to say something now uh so we'll bring the mic slowly down is he is he coming in or is he just going to do a burnout and leave oh amazing how cool is that three rs telling out of nowhere okay last question of the day finally some female energy it's a simple question so much pressure yeah how many cars have you owned before? How many cars have we owned? Well, Tony, he's very rich. He's going to say, how many cars? <laughs> personally, I think I, since I've known you, you've owned about 35. How often do you think you change your car personally? I've, uh, I've had... Oh, flipping hell. Here we go. So I've rich. Had, I've had, uh, no. Uh, I've had probably nearly... In the time that I've known you, mm-hmm. I bet I've had 35 Porsche and Ferrari. Frickin' egg, he's got too much yeah. money, hasn't he? Mate, I, mate, I, I don't know me, is the honest answer. Just more I, Porsches doing laps outside of this, yeah. a, a lot. Yeah. A, a lot. lot. A lot, yeah. yeah I think, I think I've probably, I was just trying to like, look back through it, maybe 15 or 20, which is too many. Which is a lot but, as well, mate. But prior to YouTube, I don't know about people in this room, and obviously, 
prior, prior to COVID and that ruining our lives. I would change my car every six to nine months anyway. I know it's a cliched YouTuber thing like to do, like get a new car, wrap it, put an exhaust on it. But I was that person. I think if you're into your cars, and it's always budget related, right? Like if you're spending five grand on a car and you've had it for six months, you think, well, what else could I get for six? Yeah. Like it, it, that's what we like to do. We all like to experience different things and chop and change and get in different stuff. It's not always financially possible, but... I think if you're a petrol head, you want to experience different things. And unfortunately, that means you have to pay usually. So, yeah, I think that's probably it. But no, good question. And the fact that neither of us can count means that, well, we're a bit ridiculous. Um, anyway, thank you so much, everyone. You've been a fantastic audience. The, the, the questions have been super interesting. And it brings the end to an amazing Australian adventure. We have to shout out one more time our fantastic partners for the entire trip, Latham Steel Security Doors. As we mentioned, if you're in the UK, if you're in Australia, you need to protect anything like an incredible warehouse like this one at Auto King WA. You've got lovely cars of Valkyrie AMR. Um, you're going to want to get in touch. They've got a huge selection. But thank you to all the people who've attended our event, helped us achieve our event, supported our event, and all you lovely Australians who've turned up and been mad enough to buy tickets. So thank you so much, everyone in the room. Give yourselves a round of applause.